keep asking questions. Questions are the best way for us to find out who we really are. Corby, my lady. How are you? How are you? Slightly damp here in upstate New York, but other than that, good. You're speaking about the environment, not yourself, correct? Yeah, we got Ida's tatters up here, you know. Where are you located, Josh? In North Carolina, ma'am. All right. Uh, So you you already had your fun and hoorah with this stuff yesterday, probably. How does that mean? What do you mean by that? Um, the way I seem to remember Ida is the hurricane. Oh, you're talking about the hurricane? Yeah, that Ida. Yeah, the, but the painting yeah. Of that one. You called it a hoopla. I didn't know what a hoopla was. Well, I know what a hoopla right. is. It means like a big festival or big uh, that, party or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I think I said a hoorah. Big hoorah is a pain in the butt. Yeah, but, it can uh, be. Yeah. yeah, how bad did you get it where you were? Well, not bad. I'm not going to lie. I mean, a couple of thunders here and there, some strong-ish winds, but not really that bad. I'm in uh, a yeah. Charlotte area, North Carolina. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Know it well. Got a lot of friends in Asheville. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I had friends in St. Francisville, which is about a spit above Baton Rouge. And okay. is they a spit, Is a spit longer than a smidge, or is a smidge longer well, than a spit? First, you got a smidge, and then you got a schnut, and then you got a spit. Um, <laughs> so right. I'd say maybe 30 miles. I got you. And they didn't lose power. A couple of branches down. You know, they, the angels were watching over that house. What can I tell mm. you? Lucky, what do you think lucky, the angels lucky. were watching or them big old trees with them big old roots hunkering down over there and saying, nobody's leaving Actually, here. And nobody's getting, nobody's. Everybody hold on. (laughs) Actually, for this house, it was probably this guy's ginger cat that he adored for years who just passed. And he is convinced that that cat is patrolling the grounds and keeping the nasties away. And Mm. I am not going to tell him any different. Yeah, whatever your beliefs are. uh, uh, Beliefs are pretty strong, right? Like, I think people uh, underrate their beliefs. Would you say that? That like your thoughts are more powerful than you understand. Mm-hmm. There's um, a methodology that I use a lot uh, from a place called the Option Institute in Massachusetts to help you change how you think. And what they say is stimulus belief response, not stimulus response. Uh, for instance, it's raining. That's the stimulus. The people in New Orleans say, please not one more drop. I'm sitting up here in my office, I don't care. Farmers in California that are in a drought, they love it. So New Orleans believes it's bad. I'm neutral on it. California would believe it's good. And their belief- Well, you're not neutral. You're negative because you didn't care, right? Uh, well, no, I'm neutral in that it's rain. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. That's why my you know, belief is neutral. The rain is the rain is the rain. I'm not affected by it. But I think if that's you believe negative. the rain is- I think that's more negative than it is positive. That's your opinion and that's your belief. 
for no, me. No, that's no, just what you no, just what you said. It just seems like that statement seems a little more neck. It seems it's not it, neutral. It doesn't seem neutral because you're neutral. not balanced on both sides. Sure. It's it is you, neutral it's more gravitated right towards here. your side. No, we have three people looking at it. And I am neutral because I completely accept the fact that it's raining, but it does not affect what I'm doing. It does not affect my house. It does not affect my emotions one way or the other. Therefore, I am neutral about the rain. That's how you look at it. Okay. 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 Um, and what this helps people do, because remember, I'm a non-denominational non minister, so I do pastoral counseling, is I help people go, what are you upset about? Why are you upset about that? What do you think would happen if you stopped being upset about that? That magic third question we never ask ourselves can allow us to totally change our mind on how we view a situation. What is the, the definition of non-denominational? It means that I, my umbrella is not Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, pagan, or believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. As far as I'm concerned, as long as you know someone up there loves you, wants the best for you, and is willing to work with you, we're on the same page. Non-denominational does not proselytize one thing or the other. It, it kind of what like does proselytize mean? You're now you're speaking above my means college I grade. am doing the right thing, and you should do what I do, and you should believe what I believe. That's mm. proselytizing. Okay, you know, so you proselytizing is basically about saying, vegetarianism. Yeah, basically saying what I believe is what you should believe, basically. Boom. That's okay. right. That's right. Uh, what does non-denominational mean still? I still don't understand that. That's okay. Non-denominational means I am not a minister of any denomination. Not, not, I'm not an Episcopal minister. I'm not a Roman Catholic preach, priest. I'm not a Jewish rabbi. I am simply someone who has been ordained through the order of Melchizedek. That's right out of the Bible. Thou will be a priest forever. So you and are some sort of priestess, but priest, non-denominational I mean, you know, priestess. I don't know if they even say it's, priestess. I'm a hedge, so I don't know what you want. No, it's a priest. Yeah, it's the job. Non-denominational uh, spiritual leader. Can we say that? Boom. Is that work it? Yep. All right. Um, if someone needs sacred ceremony, if they need... What does that mean, sacred ceremony? Who does those? And what do you do them for? Everybody. A wedding is a sacred ceremony. Okay. A house blessing is a sacred ceremony. A funeral okay. is a sacred ceremony. Okay. Um, so what is your particular belief whenever you go into that? So because it's not Christianity, it's not paganism, it's not... Uh, you're the not way even... I kind of explain it, mm -hmm. well, I have my own personal beliefs, but they do not come out. Okay. That's my own private stuff. But so you believe in is, something that you don't believe in at the same time? No, 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 no. You preach you're trying to you get don't me, believe? You're I'm not trying to get anything. No, 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 I'm trying no, no, no. to understand. Listen to me. Then I'm listening. Then shush I'm, and listen to me. God owns the grocery store. Okay. And he does not care if you come in through health and beauty aids, deli, other floors. Just get in there. Well, yeah, when I, I don't. When I do a ceremony, no, I'm not going to say, and Jesus says, and Jesus says, and Jesus says. I will speak about spirit. I will speak about the creator. Hmm. If you go back to uh, the revolutionary founding fathers, they were deists. Mm -hmm. They believed that there was a creator spirit. Would you say they were not your, your new age, your new spirit. age re religion thinking? Correct? No, not necessarily. That's what they call like new they age. Say. 
Well, new age can sometimes be pronounced new age in right with sewage. So um, no, I didn't mean to say it like that. Did I, I say it like that? Oh, <laughs> no, no, I do. I no, just but said new I did. age thinking is is what I'm most. I'm I'm a newborn Christian. Just FYI. That's so fine. so now you know what you're dealing with on this side, right? Because That's we do funny. think Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because we do mm -hmm. think that. Mm -hmm. And the majority so of the reason that we think that is because we feel like that with the sins that we, that we got, uh, yeah. that we commit on a daily basis on a man, if you don't think so about Jesus, just cut to the chase. Yeah, go. if you are a born again Christian and you believe that Jesus is your personal savior and the only way to God, why are you having a psychic on since you clearly have either great doubts or absolutely don't believe what I do. And I don't believe I need to set myself up to be told I'm wrong, to be trashed. No, I was and, I trashing you? Was I trashing, was I doing you that? Kept interrupt, you kept interrupting what I was doing. Mm. Now, um, what is a saint? Number one, you can be a psychic. I am not special. We're all wired the same way. The way I explain it is if you go back and you listen to Mark Twain's story, uh, Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, that's somebody from Mark Twain's time who somehow goes back to King Arthur's time. Now in his pocket is a box of matches. And everybody knows how boxes and matches work in Mark Twain's time, it's science. But you go back to King Arthur's time and they think he's an evil wizard and it's magic. I am thoroughly convinced that what we do will eventually be proven as science, not what I cheerfully call wiki-woo. No, I agree. I agree with that. But wouldn't you say that knowledge also has something? I mean, witchcraft, quote unquote. Not a witch. I know. Not a witch. I know you're not. I didn't say that. But I'm just saying witchcraft was seen as, oh, how did they do that? They just uh, made that person disappear. Like that could just be called a time machine and it takes mm -hmm. technology. Exactly what you're saying. I believe in technology and mm -hmm. the fact that previous uh, generations don't understand that technology and that's what can be considered. But you're not saying that you're a psychic because you know more technology than anybody else, are you? Let me explain how we're all psychic. We all have 10 fingers. Everybody can play chopsticks. Some of us decide we really want to learn how to play well. So we learn how to read music and we practice scales and we're pretty good. One in 10 million is Elton John. Well, we all have 10 fingers. So those of us who want to be intuitive counselors, which is what I am, we practice. We learn to use our tools. We learn to listen. We learn to teach people to ask the right questions. For instance, don't ask me, is my business going to be successful? Because I will look at you and say, and what if I said no, and you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge? Doesn't help you. Instead, mm -hmm. you ask, how do I make my business rock and roll? And then we look at you, the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Now, two things. Yes, I know how to use my tools well enough to pull that knowledge. But also, 
I was an executive recruiter for engineering and manufacturing for many years. Why should I not use my left brain abilities to do the best job I can for my clients? I tell them, I used to be an executive recruiter. Do you mind if I go into my logic brain? They said, no, I'll take it. Um, if a woman says, does Bruce love me? We'll look at her feelings, Bruce's, the relationship as it stands, what she needs to know and best possible outcome. I do not fortune tell. I do not say you're going to meet a guy with blue eyes and a limp at a bar. So what I, I do say, is I should, go ahead. Finish, what I do finish. is show you what your options are, but it's your free will that needs to make the decisions. So you're not seeing visions from the future. You're just basically hearing out the person's story and then kind of mapping out the best way they can get to kind of their goal. And there will, and there will be some ideas that I don't know where they came from. Okay. There is one particular card in the tarot and that's just paper and ink. There's nothing scary about it. Uh, that has a certain meaning three of pentacles. It shows a guy, uh, with a church carving and it usually talks about mastery and long-term. And I looked at it and oddly what I was moved to say to them is I think there's a deconsecrated or abandoned church about two miles from here and you need to open up a cafe bakery. I have no idea where that came from, but they looked at me and they nodded and they said, yeah, we know we've been arguing for two years. Hmm. Interesting. So like so an idea. For some reason, their angels, the ones who love them, yeah. tapped me on the shoulder and said, would you please tell them this? Cool. I, I have a theory about that. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I feel like ideas, even if you think them just in your mind, you don't speak them out loud they mm-hmm. still go up into this like uh like you know how you have currents of air and currents of ocean mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. that those ideas those thoughts it, that go into your mind if you don't do something with that idea that was given to you you uh forfeit that idea and that idea goes into same kind of a current stream that affects other people and whoever catches that idea is now the the winner of that idea what are your thoughts on, on that uh, hypothesis? It's possible. It's a hypothesis. My feeling is um, that we humans cannot possibly live this existence on our little onesies. We're just not that bright. So we do have celestial beings who nudge us in the right direction. Now, your oh, guide is not going to tell you whether to buy the red car or the blue car because your guy doesn't care. What they want you to do is have the most spiritual, fulfilling, compassionate serve life in service to other human beings that you can I, have. I couldn't agree more. I agree with that. One thousand percent. And it's, you know, there's this idea about karma and everybody thinks, oh, karma is carrot and stick. No, it isn't. Karma why is... Do they, why do they think that it's carrot and because, stick? Because, um, you, you know, the... the um, Kindergarten version is bad karma and good karma. Oh, she got a disease. She must have bad karma. (laughs) Think of it this way. Karma is five things. It's unbalanced energy, healing, service, contrast, and healing of beliefs. I love using the example of Ryan White. Now, Ryan White got AIDS from a blood transfusion. He was young. This was way in the beginning um, before we really knew much. And he was treated horribly by the people in his community. But let's go back to my favorite example. He became friends with Elton John. 
Now, Elton John at this point was heavily into drugs and drinking and sex and all kinds of things that were fast destroying him. But he was so moved by Ryan White's courage, cheerfulness, that when Ryan died at 18, I mean, Elton sang at his funeral. It inspired Elton to get clean and sober, and he's been that way for 30 years. And he created the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised half a billion dollars since it was started to help people around the world with HIV and AIDS. So to me, the soul of Ryan White said, yeah, it'll be a short life, but I will be in service to the world. So I don't see that he got AIDS as bad karma. His soul directly chose that to be- Maybe, maybe he got AIDS to save John, right? Elton. That's all part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a be- that's an interesting thing because it does take, for me, it did. It took for me to be a new born Christian, it took something just rattling, like it shook my complete existence of what I thought life was. I did not know spiritual awakening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had to hold on to something because my world was so shook. And the and the one that was the closest one to me was Jesus. And Christianity. And that's the reason. And I don't feel like Christianity kind of gets a bad rap. I used to make fun of Christianity all the time. And I've apologized over and over to God and Jesus. Like, I'm so sorry that I used to be one of those. Here comes another bubble Bible thumper. You know, like I used to call them that that's the racist Mm -hmm. towards that religion is horrific that I even used to think that or say that. And I'm all for any religions or any spirituality that is for the human good and for, you know, as long as they don't have malicious intent, I think it's all good. You and I on the same page. It has to have humbleness, humility, yes, service, love, and compassion. Yeah. You know the difference between pity and compassion, don't you? I don't. All right. Compassion is there but for the grace of God go I. I am you. Pity is, oh, it's such a shame that happened, but you keep a distance. Yeah, you don't do and, anything about it. You don't do anything to affect it in a positive manner. Right. You and just are you like, don't you kind of want to stay away from it. Exactly. Exactly. So you and I That's do so agree on that point. Interesting. Humility, service, love, and compassion. If a religion has that, the religion is valid. Now, a lot of religions get twisted from their core beliefs mm-hmm. because people want power, all right? Um, simply looking at, and I'm not saying you know Islam is right or wrong, but Islam was one thing. And then you get people like the Taliban who take it and twist it to Sharia law, which is cruel and heartless and has nothing to do with the original I, I had a discussion recently with a Canadian, uh, he's Canadian now, but he was a refugee from, mm-hmm. his name is Ajmer, mm-hmm. I think his last name is Singh, and then mm-hmm. uh, he's, um, uh, he's Sikh, because all males are Singh and all women are cower, they all change their last names to that, okay, so yeah, right. so I know exactly know who you're talking. All yep. right, so Ajmer Singh, right, and he had a very different uh, 
understanding of Sharia law. He thought it was a very positive thing that the, that the West is spinning into a negative thing in order to create this, uh, basically just create something out of nothing about Sharia law. Sharia law is supposedly what, this is what he said, uh, is a very good and spiritual uh, law that everybody kind of follows, kind of like the Ten Commandments. He kind of, he didn't exactly say that, but he was basically saying like, the law that you believe is good, mm-hmm. it, it's being spun into being bad, you know, uh, by the way. Okay, I That's think what I he was see saying. what he's saying. Yeah. But you cannot convince me that if Sharia law says, if a woman laughs, she is to be beaten. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's but do you have that? Do you have the facts um, on that on that particular um, on the laws? Or um, is that or is I that wish, the West spinning it into something that now you believe? I don't believe at all. But no, I know you don't believe was, in the law. Okay. I'm just saying do there you believe was, that that is a written a part book. of the Sharia law? Yes, there was a, a printed book that was being held by one of the Taliban and pointed and saying this is Sharia law. This is how we're going to govern. And as long as women follow it, they have nothing to worry about. Um, if they wore nail polish, their hand would be cut off. If they laughed, they were going to be beaten. I'm sorry. Now, that's... If someone is coming from the energy of God, they do not take the light in destroying another human being. But that is, do you, going back to the whole Sharia law and you don't want to show fingernails and you don't want to, you don't want to present it. Maybe that that culture is so scared of the punishment because uh, you don't want to create a big sin, but like males and females are created to be attracted to each other. And that is, it's almost like a sin that's so difficult to get away from. And maybe that's where the harshness lies in Mm -hmm. treating women like, please cover yourself. I don't want to sin. Maybe that's what they're saying. And they're, and they're always blamed, but they're always blaming the women. You know, there was a wonderful, wonderful meme that I saw recently that shows a nun on one side and a woman simply wearing hijab, which is the veil Mm. on the other side. And it said, if you don't object to the one on the left and you do object to the one on the right, then you're racist. And I completely see that. Um, I am not saying that even wearing hijab is wrong, but that is what a woman believes. I mean, they can, there's some gorgeous hijabs. It's a fashion statement as well as a religious statement. That's fine. But when a woman has to wear a burqa and you know what a burqa is right yeah i do the know burqa that. yeah that um yeah it keeps, and it keeps she men is beaten from... but she's beaten by the men if she dares walk out and even if she's in a burqa if she walks out without a male relative she's beaten so this is this is truly the trap yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not condoning it in any in any way i know i'm just saying maybe where the history because every civilization in history mm-hmm. has been led down the wrong path just slightly enough like some of it's true some of it's not true mm-hmm. go ahead. i know you want to say something go ahead um 
So whether it's matriarchy or patriarchy, nobody's got, um, what's the word I wanna look for? A season pass. Um, the matriarchal groups probably had as many difficulties, maybe not with sexuality, you know, hide the women or hide the men, but what does matriarchal do mean? Matriarchal is males dominate is the hierarchy. Moms, uh, mater, mother. So a matriarchy is a society that's run by women. A patriarchy, oh. which is basically what the world is now, is run by potter. That's Latin for father, is run by the males. Oh, okay. okay. Um, until we come to some kind of equality where both genders are respected one by the other, we're always going to have this problem. And you know, we people, we have pea brains. We do. I don't think so. When, when compared to what we are, when we are out of the body. I think, I, no, no, here's, the, spirit, here's, here's where I disagree with it. Well, here's where I disagree with that. You're probably right. We, we are pea brains as far as what we can access, but our brains That's are filled saying. with definite knowledge from the past, passed down by our mm -hmm. DNA, passed down by the ones that gave us this DNA to eventually figure out, right? You know, a lot of people think the Bible says we only live once. And then there are people that say we reincarnate. And I tell you that you're both right. This is why. The soul, just the soul, is what comes down to learn over and over again. This is a great school. You, me, we get one shot. There will never be another Corby down here. One and done. Same for you. Because what we are is a chance for the soul to learn, to grow, to heal, to bring love to others. Um, it, it's one of the really interesting things when people say, oh, you can't have, you know, you have to have both. You say that we have pre-birth planning, but then we have free will. How can you do that? Duality again. Think of it this way. All right, let's say that you go to UNC Chapel Hill and you are going to be a chemistry major, okay? You made that decision. That's your pre-birth plan. But how do you get that degree? You can either take gut courses or do a double major plus lab. That's your free will. Mm. You can make your life as easy or as hard as you want. But at the end of it, you will have learned what you need to learn at at the end of your life, you bring that learning and knowledge and that experience back up to heaven. Um, That's a beautiful unique. thing. It's a beautiful, it, it's, it's, it's so interesting because uh, before I had my epiphany or my mm -hmm. experience, my spiritual mm -hmm. moment, whatever you want to call it, my spiritual awakening, which was basically a slap across the face, like, you're doing it so wrong. Turn around and go that way. We've been trying to tell you, <laughs> it's not been working. And oh, now wow. we need to slap you across the face and you need to mm -hmm. turn around and go the mm -hmm. other way because the way you're going is not where you want to end up, right? That's right. So that's what life told me. Anyway, mm -hmm. and, and by what I mean is what I the way that I was living was leading me to a downward spiral 
into where we all know where down goes, right? And we all know where up goes, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a downward spiral into down. <laughs> so I wanted to turn back around and go back up. Oh, man, mm -hmm. I wish I could talk more about that, but I would be put away in a mental hospital if I actually told yeah. you what I experienced. No, um, you wouldn't. Trust me. The stuff I've heard oh, in the I 50 years I've been would. doing this, but um, I didn't finish my thought. I don't even know where my please, thought please. was. What I what I was trying to say. Go find uh, it. Put it back on the leash. <laughs> uh, say say again what you were just saying, and then that'll put me back on track a little bit. Okay. Um, when we. You're saying um, we only live once. That's right. We don't they, reincarnate. We don't necessarily reincarnate. We might reincarnate. Doesn't. Yeah. But you're not doesn't. going back into Josh's body. This is my avatar right. of this life. That's your avatar no. of this life. The next avatar might be a worm. Who knows what it is? You know? I, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. know about I don't know. That we cross over to animals. But do we cross you know, over into, uh, you know, how? I think we well, stay human. I think we stay human. You think so? Yeah, what, I do. What I what I one of my theories was that. Okay, <laughs> this might sound crazy, but it is one of my theories. It just I don't know where I came up with it, but it it just mm -hmm. popped into my brain. If you like, the sun is a fiery ball of fire, right? Mm -hmm. You could easily equate that to that's down, right? That's down, and that's that's. That's hot. It's creating okay. the most gravitational pull down. Mm -hmm. You could easily say that that's hell. The sun could just be called, right? Like the fiery pit where all the mm -hmm. souls go, mm -hmm. right? Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, like solar waves get pushed back out from the fiery pit. Maybe, maybe hell is kind of like a cleansing of the soul and spit back out you know, spit back out into the universe because the goal of life in the universe is to keep moving forward, to advance life, to uh, think great ideas, to, mm -hmm. to come up with love and, and, and everything good is forward and anything mm -hmm. backwards is negative, right? That's my, that, that's my theory. It's only a half theory. <laughs> You're not going to know until you're dead. Haven't figured Most it out. Most of us aren't going to know until probably, we're dead. Probably not even then. But um, the way I've, I've kind of seen it is when we cross over, we do that life review. And we must feel the hurt, the pain, the, ned, what, the brutality, whatever we did to someone else, mm -hmm. we have to feel it as if it's ours. Yeah. But when we are kind and charitable and loving, we get to feel that too, as if it's given to us. Sure. And feeling all those negative feelings, looking at how much we missed the mark, to me is what hell really is. God is so infinite that he doesn't go, you're good, you're bad. That's baby talk. And that's, that's what humans do. Well, I he will I show you what went wrong and you yeah. will have to feel that pain, but then it's done and the soul moves on to healing and the soul says, 
what's next to teach me better how to love, how to be graceful, how to give. And I was I like, no, universe... I just, I want to be good. I want to be good. I don't want to, I don't want to feel any of those things. Your angel always stands there holding out the holy cup. But he doesn't tap you on the shoulder and say, yo, you want a drink? That's not his job. Your job is to come up against your own shadow and realize this is not where I want to be. Hmm. Once you make that decision, then all of a sudden you notice there's this big shiny dude over in the corner who's got this cup you want to drink. Um, we have to go through the dark night of the soul in order to walk through it. I mean, that's the whole thing about the 23rd Psalm, you know? Um, sure, I, was, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death and oh, I will yeah. feel no evil. That thing, I mean, yeah, we all learned that in kindergarten. Um, but going from life to life in order to learn, I think we've all been sinners and we've all been saints, we've all been murderers, we've all been victims. That's part of that, that balance that we need to learn. Um, people say, oh, I could never do that. And I say, okay, I'm going to give you a simple example. Let's take a look at the actor, Matt Smith. You know, Matt Smith, mm -mm. he was the 11th doctor on Doctor Who. He was the, the guy in the bow tie who was kind of bumbling and funny, but smart and all of that. Um, but when Matt Smith was done playing the doctor, he took a part in the crown and he played Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, who was very different from the doctor. He was nastier. He was a little more scheming, smoked like a, like a chimney, um, had very strong ideas about right and wrong. But both parts were played by this one actor. So these two parts, I say, these are like the human experiences you've had. The soul is like Matt Smith. The soul can do either one, but it's an act. It is throwing yourself down from unity and with the one so that you can learn duality. You know, ever hear the ex uh, example of the white room? No, you have a white, you're teaching me white so many room. things. I feel like every, everything you ask me, I'm like, no, I don't know that. Darling, I'm 66. I'm old. I know these no, things. No, I, I, no, I, no. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying what I'm, I'm saying I'm is that, so not versed in any of this. That's so. okay. I wasn't at your age either. So relax. But the idea of the white room, you have a white carpet and white walls and white window shades and a white piano with white keys and you're dressed in white and they're white flowers. That's all you know. You don't understand other colors. We need to come down and have incarnations on earth to understand that duality, to realize what we get when we're out of the body, when we're with the face of God. See? You mean, the, um, you mean the, the white needs the black as much as the black needs the white? Right. Uh, the, the simple and example, every color in between. Esk yes, Eskimos have literally 200 words for snow. They don't have one word for palm tree because they don't know what a palm tree is. It's not in their existence. So. Understood. This is one of the reasons why we come down and we make these mistakes. It is how we learn, at least in this human composition. Yeah. Yeah, we, I was having a discussion recently about linguist, linguistics 
And there's mm-hmm. a story in the Bible. I don't think it's in the Bible, but it's maybe it predates the Bible. Basically, basically saying that the uh, God decided that he was going to, uh, in order for, for humanity not to come together and rise against God, that mm-hmm. he was going to make everybody have a different language and spread them out throughout the lands. And then they wouldn't be able to communicate with each other. And there's no way that they'd be able to come together and rise against God. I think that's what the moral of the story was. <laughs> it sounds and evil. I, <laughs> I, but I laugh at that, you know, believing that the great central imminent power of the universe who has created galaxies. Universes, could be tri- universes, universes are bigger dimensions to think that that being could be threatened by little pea brains down here well no that's what i'm saying but like but here's the thing it's how it's how there's a hierarchy things don't you think there's a hierarchy in the universe yes but boss is the boss boss is the boss boss. yeah and that that yeah of course but don't you think that there are other deities that are more powerful than humans more powerful than you know, maybe like, kind of like a government where it's like, you watch this solar system, that's, you watch this planet, that's your, and right, so the people that watch over the, the planet are also watching over Mars, there's people watching mm-hmm. Mars, right, and then there's people watching the people watching, uh, I used to watch this show called Mork and Mindy, you know Mork and Mindy. Sure. Oh my God! Yes, 100%. the beginnings of Robin Williams. Yes. So he had this one episode which blew my mind when I was a child, because it was basically like he was, he would he would get smaller, and then go into another dimension where he was small, mm-hmm. and then in another dimension he would be the big one, and then he'd go down to them and he'd be the small one. And it Mm -hmm. infinitely kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And and the antithesis of that is that it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Like that's just the whole thing. It can get as small infinitely or as big infinitely also. Mm -hmm. And I just thought in my brain, I was like, wow, what if that's really like, what it is but i don't think that there are like lesser gods um archangels Uh, yeah well uh, let's not call them gods first of all there's only one god right boom let's call them superhuman beings right we're humans we don't have powers but maybe there are and maybe maybe this fits in there are beings that have more intellectual technology that mm-hmm. wield their technology to make us seem like right like for ants are we gods are i know we you gods wouldn't bring an ant to your calculus class because they ants not going to get it i right i have used that but example. maybe maybe they do get it you don't know you can't communicate with them maybe they're smarter than you think they, but they can't hold the chalk so they can't do the quantum <laughs> equations on the silly <laughs> You're so silly. You know, God invented laughter. Sometimes I like it. You sometimes you have to just look at yourself and say, and what if this none of this is true and we're all fish in a fishbowl? Yeah, it's interesting because like you could look at it trying to solve the whole problem of you're not. Nobody we can only speculate. 
to be honest. Mm -hmm. The only mm -hmm. thing you can do to help humanity is to be good yourself. That's all you can do. I and think they, that and you, that's, you hit that's the bullseye on that. Yeah. The meaning of life is really the golden rule. Do unto others. Treat him as if he is your brother. She is your sister. Mm -hmm. I am you. Remember the compassion. I am you. Yeah. When you go down to quantum physics and you realize that there's more space between the atoms than there are atoms, and this finger may look like it has a boundary, but it really doesn't. How do you know that you're not in some way connected with that person over there and that person over there? It's when we feel separate that we lose ourselves yes. and we lose being part of that God tapestry. Yes, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because mm -hmm. um, the, the when I had my moment, the scariest mm -hmm. thing that, that was shown to me was that I was all alone. That was the, like, the feeling of being alone was scarier than burning in hell for eternity with a bunch of souls. I would have rather be burning in eternity with a bunch of souls than the feeling of being all alone. Like, that was the scariest feeling that, that it gave me, mm -hmm. you know, even more than burning in, et in eternal hell, even more than that, which is... It was just crazy if you think about it, but no, it, 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 and, and I've said this before, uh, we, are, we are all one and one is all. I think, I think they both assimilate correctly together. We're a part of everything, and, mm -hmm. but we matter, uh, <laughs> like we matter so much. But at the same time, we're part of everything. But we also matter so much. How can that same energy be equal? Like the one soul equals every other universe, every other, it equals that. How can that equal that? And it does. You get a freckle. You have a freckle right here. But the freckle is not separate from your entire body. It's part of your body. So... Our singular lives are like a freckle on God's finger. Less, in order less to like than that. A dust mote. Um, <laughs> but the idea is we are connected. Now, let's look at a finger. The finger is going around and it's doing things and it's touching things and it's writing, etc. And it's so busy doing finger things, it forgets it's attached to the hand and the arm and the etc. But when the finger is still, it looks around and it says, oh, there are other fingers too. And lo, look, I'm connected to my, oh, wow, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Um, for that moment, there is no aloneness. There is part of the whole. And mm -hmm. the more we remembered that we are part of the whole, the less I think we would be so driven to have power over each other. Yeah. whether it's Republican and Democrat or Taliban and American or vegetarian versus meat eater, you know. You know, I, I had this one weird thought. Uh, 
let me know if you've ever thought this, mm-hmm. that each individual, like, like my reality, even though I think everybody else that I interact with is sharing in my reality, maybe it's just me in my own reality and everybody else is not fake, but not them. Like, and you and your reality, even though we're still talking, you go on to your own reality, which is basically what you make it, right? Because you're only seeing that perspective at any given time. I don't know what's happening to, to Danny, you know? I don't know what's happening to John over there. Like, I have no idea. My only reality is me talking to you right now. That's my reality right mm-hmm. now. And your reality is you talking to me. And I thought, and our reality shifts as our beliefs shift and change. Yeah, and and your are, reality, right, free we, Jesus, was a completely different reality, almost a different universe than where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Because you chose a different universe, so every all your energy, all of your everything that you are, turned and went in that direction. Yeah shifted shifted uh, whether what i was asking is do you think that, that we shift dimensions sure. meaning there there may have been a reality where you stayed on the old path yeah so and that's a different josh with a different mm-hmm. right like it's just Absolutely. so it's so complex life is so complex and it's infinite right mm-hmm. apparently and I, I don't know. I, I, I feel sad for atheists who feel like when it's over, it's over. What are your thoughts on atheists? It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what any of us think. We ain't going to find out until we're dead. And at that point, we get to know. You know, um, the way I live my life, I'm, I'm looking at a poster that I have above my desk. It's from a young adult series called The Young Wizards. And the idea in that is that you can choose to be a wizard like age 12 and then you go through an ordeal. But this is not Harry Potter, zoom, zoom, zoom. This also uses science. For instance, if you want to go to the moon, in order to do the spell, you have to get how much oxygen you need to bring with you What's the differentiation of gravity, et cetera, et cetera. And these are like, you know, in, like paladins. And the wizard's oath is, in life's name and for life's sake, I assert that I will employ the art, which is its gift in life's service alone, rejecting all other usages. I will guard growth and ease pain. I will fight to preserve what grows and lives well in its own way. Nor will I change any creature unless its growth and life or that of the system of which it is part, are threatened or threaten another. To these ends, in the practice of my art, I will ever put aside fear for courage and death for life, where is it right to do so? Looking always toward the heart of time, where all our sundered times are one and all our myriad worlds lie whole in the one from whom they proceeded. That's beautiful. See, a lot of, is that a lot a, of people, what that, is that? that is, where did that come from? It, the book is called So You Want to Be a Wizard, and it's by Diane Duane, and there's a whole series. And you know, is it, a lot is it of... A, uh, is it, a, uh, is it a, uh, a particular religion? 
No, it's not. It's not a religion. Um, is that particular religion, thinking that's, that's labeled? Any religion can be a wizard in her books. And it's not a matter, I mean, everybody in her books believes in the one boss. Mm -hmm. And they believe in the lone power. The lone power is what Christians would call the devil. And whenever they run into the lone power, it is always lone one, greeting and defiance. You said Christians would call the what? Uh, the devil, Satan. Satan. Um, and it's just the lone one is the eternal lack of love and self-love. That's what caused the lone power. Um, and what I love about the books is the kids have to make hard choices. It isn't all, you know, let's find the right potion and poof. Um, they learned that promises made originally may turn out to be what you didn't expect, but you're expected to keep the promise anyway. That sometimes there are no good answers and you won't be able to get it right, but you do your best and you move on. Um, it's wonderful philosophy. And I have that above my desk to remind me how I should always behave when I counsel my clients, when I teach my students, that we are here to make each other's lives better. That doesn't mean make them rich. That means help give them peace of the heart, help them love themselves, help them be less afraid. Um, I love the message. Can you hold that thought while I use the restroom? You bet. No, or you, yeah. or you go. Go ahead. No, you, no I'm good, this? man. Go. Hit the recording, stop. Hit the wrong thing. I got it. You know, you asked a little while ago, what do I think of atheists? I admit I have a hard time working with them because I did the cancer dance three times. Now, what does that mean? I didn't fight cancer because what you fight fights back. And I am not a survivor because a survivor barely hangs on by teeth and toenails. I'm a cancer dancer. I found out how graceful I was under pressure. I avoided getting my toes stepped on and I got off the dance floor in one piece. So I have had breast cancer three times. Now, I know that I was supposed to be here. I had more work to do. Just like when I had a car accident, they should have killed me. Wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Flipped the car, black ice under snow, took down a tree, a telephone pole, electrical wires all over the car. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Mm walked out with a couple of small bruises. When I saw the car at where they towed it, the entire car was smashed except for that little pod where the driver sits. Had you been it practicing your uh, specific uh, beliefs and works on others during that crash or was that before the crash? Like, were you already crash, helping I, people I, spiritually? Doing, I had been doing the work part-time since 94. Okay. But as my husband and I watched the towers burn on 9-11, I said, hon, 
I have to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there mm-hmm. and fear. He said, I believe in you could do it. So this was right at the end of when I was working corporate stuff. In 2002 is when I switched and did this full time. Um, the cancer was in 1989, 2000, and then 2004, I got the second primary, but they insisted on doing a double mastectomy. That was it. And I'd only been married a year and a half. So it was very upsetting. But I believe in living the examined life, which is, okay, here's something happening I cannot change. I have to be able to get through it, find a reason to be okay with it. And then how am I going to teach with it? And then go on. Interesting. Do you think psychic gets a bad rap? The, the, the label? We meaning, get a bad meaning rep because, because there are bad psychics. Yeah, I mean, like you're talking about in your books, like there are flying monkeys out there all around. Yeah, the Madam Who has yeah. the, the, so the fake gypsies. You, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four oh, of your dog. Oh, oh, do they all talk like they that? I don't know. That's a little racist. No, they don't. <laughs> but um, the, 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 the stereotype is that. Is that. And... The fake gypsy that inspired me to write one of my books did speak like that. She okay, was from right. Toronto and she had the accent. I got you. I got you. No, I, I, the, uh, it's funny. No, it's funny until you start to kind of, because you're trying to be a better human, right? All the time. Mm-hmm. And the rules are constantly changing as far as like, have you listened to like, even I was listening, I was watching Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was watching Teen Wolf. That's what it was. it was Michael J. Fox, but Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. And there was a line in there where the guy says to Michael J. Fox, uh, because Michael J. Fox is trying to tell him, hey, I'm a werewolf. And then the guy says, oh man, are you trying to tell me you're a fag? Because if you're a fag, I, I, don't, I don't think I can handle that. And then Michael J. Fox says, nah, man, I'm not a fag, right? What, like, you would not be able to say that right now. Like, even just what I said right there has probably got to be edited out. Go back, watch Ronan Martin's Laughing from 1968. (laughs) We, my husband and I did that. I mean, we loved it when we were kids. But what's coming out of that mouth now on everybody, it's like, you can't do that. You just can't. So, yes, we're growing. We're getting a few more brain cells. Do you know that there's a theory out there that the more you talk, the more life it takes away from you? You know, like why the monks just sit there and don't say anything because they're going to live way long. There's an actual theory about that. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Because sometimes we just want to spat off at the mouth and that takes a lot of energy. Takes a lot of energy out of you but I'll give you an example of when it doesn't. Okay. When- When you're underwater? No. <laughs> just kidding. That's just joking. When I am working with clients, five and 11 hour a day, and I see client after client after client, I'm just the tube that it comes through. I am there in service and I get what I call a reader's high. There is such joy in doing the work I do and giving them answers, things to think about, things that could help improve their lives. 
no, that is giving me life. It's not it, taking it's away. Go, it's going back to my original point, which I was going to say, the physic, mm -hmm. psychics get a bad rap. Wouldn't you call yourself, and I see you as a spiritual uh, advisor, better than a psychic? Well, because that's way better than a psychic. Is, psychic is the ability. It's like a chemist uses chemistry. A psychic uses psychic abilities. Intuition. Well, I, we Intuition. I do often call myself an intuitive counselor. Yeah, not necessarily yes. psychic because that's like predicting the future. Like you saw it in a vision or it came to you in a dream, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I, we can edit that out. Psychic means that. <laughs> that whatever information you're getting is not through your five senses. Yes. It's an intuition. It's but gut. that's a neutral but that's a neutral, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, would you be happier being called me a... not to go down this road? And by doing so, I avoided a shootout? Or was it my angels? Or my angels speaking to me through psychic ability? See, if, if you get hung up on the one word, I'm just thinking psychics get a bad rap because it, psych, Which is if, why, you, if you say psychic, it almost means oh i know i hate to say I it know. But it's witchcraft like psychic witchcraft or, is very or, closely you know, correlated where spiritual intuition is i don't know what do you think but you know what i'll be honest it's fun because people hear on a psychic medium and they expect a certain kind of person and then they see me i am absolutely practical I am not one of those psychics who believes, you know, the, I, the way I put it is my aura don't stink. Yeah, I um, wouldn't even call you a psychic at all. That's what I'm trying to say to you. I, I wouldn't, and yet, as I know you, I, I wouldn't call you a psychic. I would call you a spiritual, there's a word for you, and, and it's divine, more divine than a psychic, to be honest with you. Psychic is like a psychiatric word. Like, I feel like that that word has a terrible, as a, I love words and I like mm -hmm. them to mean something. I don't fit. You're, do a little more, fit do a little more a research on some, on some deep dish stuff. Um, and you'll see where psychic is like the word chemistry. Mm. It is just a descriptive of the wiring. Mm -hmm. It is the way people have mind. used, right. It's how people have used it. And it's because so many psychics have been snake oil salesmen like professor marvel and the wizard of oz mm -hmm. that to be honest if i can own that title but show people that it can be a positive thing then maybe i'm doing some good for the other people out there who do good work but don't know that they can give themselves another title i would be curious to know like what what and, and this was I was going to go in reverse. I was going to ask you your scariest reading, just like, did you conjure up some weird demon or something or other? Oh, no, I don't conjure demons, honey. But like, you don't conjure them, but if you're talking to somebody and they have demons, do you see them demons? That's what, a, what my question was no. going to be. All right. The, no, the answer is no. I don't even want to talk like about that. <laughs> now. I don't even want to ask it. I don't want to ask it. Okay. Ouija boards. Ouija oh, boards. no, please don't. No, I can't. 
I can't. No, no, I'm no. so scared. You will love this. I'm so no. scared. You're going to love the story that I, I tell because I hate them. Hate them. I hate, yeah, I don't want anything to and do with them. I don't even want to say When I lecture, them. when I lecture, Ugh. I say, okay, who here in the audience has ever used a Ouija board? And they raise their hands and I go, oh my God. Oh, boy. Using Ouija board is like throwing open your door in a strange neighborhood and yelling free beer. You don't know who's out there, but they heard you and they're coming. And I have had I to handle kids that have messed with the Ouija boards and they have brought in nasty things that we've had to get out. Yes, I have. That's so that, that's why okay, so you the, have the scariest thing you ever I and I will ask this, but let me ask this one yeah. first. Because I think this will shield us from the negative of the next question. Sure. What was the most beautiful thing that came out of one of your readings or one of your uh psychic uh uh, readings? It was when someone asked me to check their husband, you know, um, uh, hands on healing. And I felt a grayness here. I said, you know, I feel a grayness here. Just go get checked. Just go get checked. You Wasn't could predicting feel, you it could back. feel their cancer? What it was was worse. It was ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. That's where you gradually lose all motor control, things like that. And the woman came back to me and found me five years later and said, I want to thank you so much. We did go and get things checked out. And that was just the beginning of my husband's ALS. But because we caught it so early, he had four really good years before we lost him. We might not have had that. And I just said, don't thank me. I'm just the tube. That's what I mean about being in service. It's mm. not, look what I did. It is that the boss, in whatever form you see him, was merciful enough to give me the message to give to them so that the last four years he'd be on earth, he could spend well with his family. Everything that was said that needed to be said before he transitioned. Mm. That's the most beautiful work that I do. When I can take someone and give them peace help them live a good life help them not hurt simple as that that's that's so beautiful i'd imagine probably that you also had to work hard to 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 get yourself up into that moment to help them. oh you wouldn't want to know me when i was in my 20s honey i was a pure bitch right i was well, I could, oh, yeah. I, could, I could sort of sense that at the very beginning of this interview when if it wasn't going to go exactly the My way you thought. Yeah. Well, no, what it was is when someone hears what I do, mm -hmm. most people who are Christian, whether they are born again or mm -hmm. back from the womb, it's like they rub their hands and say, great, now I can attack. I've got somebody. To oh, man. No, that Which was the is opposite. One I was of the rubbing my I... hands trying to get away because I was like, I don't know if I, I'm so scared of negative things. I like, I am. Well, not scared of them, but I don't want to bring, negativity brings on negativity is what mm -hmm. I feel like after yes. my, my experience. Before I didn't mm -hmm. used to care. I used to yep. watch the 
Blair Witch Project and anything having to do with anything demonic or this or that, I was like, all the better. I was like, what's the harm? I didn't realize mm -hmm. that it's seeping into my being and I'm being sucked down into this pit that they want me to be sucked down into. Now, it's very, very easy to get out of it if you recognize, but the whole deception is that you're not recognizing that you're sucking down into this pit of mm -hmm. sin because it's making it, you know, it, they're just liars. They lie to you like so good. They're just mm -hmm. so good liars, you know? And uh, so that, that, that was my whole, you know, yep. that was the, that was the reason that I was even putting up a front at all. But you're a lovely, okay. beautiful and majestic woman. Majestic, there we go. That's a good name for you. The majestic oh, healer. Please. There you I'm go. I'm an elder. I I'm love an elder it. Elder is what I don't am. say that. I had elders. No. I had elders no, 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 no. visit me. They call Let me explain elders. the old term of elder back years ago. I like to think I'm an elder instead of a boomer. Now, what does that mean? That means that I know that my time on stage is leaving. You know, we boomers were like the elephant that the boa constrictor swallowed. But instead of being the boomer that never wants to go off stage, an elder, especially I'm thinking Native American elder, knows that it is, they have a lot less time in front of them than behind them. And it is time to teach what they find of value to the next generation, to hand it out, okay? To accept that they're not always gonna be important, to accept that it is time for others to take the spotlight on the stage. So very, it's not Mormon elders. You know, again, just like psychic can be a good thing or a bad thing, so can the word elder. I no, use it- No, it was good. It was the elders that I met it was good it was just during a tough time it was during a trance where i was seeing interdimensional beings like i was seeing interdimensional beings at the time gotcha. no i'm not saying i'm an interdimensional being i'm using no, it I'm, but, American yeah but it's interesting because uh <laughs> you remind me of the one that i was talking to like because, and they're also called the timekeepers, by the way. Okay. So the elders are also the timekeepers. And it's these three ladies. <laughs> these are the interdimensional beings that I saw. And nobody believes me. They think I'm a crockpot. But, you know, I saw what I saw. <laughs> so sure. I don't know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she couldn't. It was so... It was so bizarre. It would take a whole nother podcast of you wanting to even listen to any of this to, to. Right. Yeah. I think you probably have enough to chew on at this point because I've, I've oh, put yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff out in the hopper. Oh yeah, you have. Right. Yeah. Well, we but can edit. We can edit this out. That, anything that I have given you sparks a little interest, takes you a little further down the road that you're trying for. I did my job. That's all it is. I didn't even ask any of my questions. 
<laughs> Good. You didn't need to. This is what we needed to do. So. Yeah, I like it. So well, thank, I, you. thank you. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, thank you for being here. I, I feel like I want to talk more. Uh, there was one last question. Yes. Please, before you go. You said the most beautiful, you said the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you answered that question. We're not going to ask that again. Um, what are your thoughts on aliens or interdimensional beings? Have you Never experienced? Never met one. Never met one. Not sure I'd like to. But, you know, I can't say I don't believe they're possible. They never met me, but I'm possible. You know, there are more things in heaven and earth ratio. The boss can create everything. So if you think that we're the only intelligent beings on this little dust boat of a planet at the far edge of the Milky Way of one of the galaxy, oh, please, there have to be other sentient beings out there. Are they flying around on Earth? Haven't seen one. So, you know, I saw we'll a shit ton out. of them. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was, it was, uh, uh, man, it was a wild ride. I'm not going to lie. Had a lot to do with DMT. I don't know if you have, uh, any, any understanding of what that is. A hallucinogenic. Oh, you see, um, the reason why I don't do them. Is you because, definitely don't. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was a theater major in the 70s. Of course, I smoked pot. But um, once I got slipped methamphetamines. Oh, boy. And it was the worst experience of my life. What happened? So I have stated, I couldn't sleep for three days. This is when I was living at home. And I kept asking my father, begging him, I've got to go to the hospital. He kept saying, no, it's just an anxiety attack. Oh, Jesus. I, d I ended um, up... Yeah, okay. So... I don't want to say what, what? No, I had the same sort of thing on that, on that particular drug as well. Three it's days. So, no. but, but with hallucinations that were reality. Mm -hmm. See, it's, like, it's that, that drug makes you transverse from one universe mm -hmm. into another way into another universe but it but it makes you crash into that other universe where you're like an un, an unwelcome guest right mm -hmm. you're, you're not supposed to be there why are you here people are chasing you out of this universe and please stay in your own universe if you don't mind. yeah no, no not my thing thank you very much yeah, no the most drug i do is coffee ice cream that's about it oh i love coffee ice cream is it the briars no oh see now you you're not from new york so there is no uh, convenience stores here called stewart's and they do their own ice cream and it's oh, okay. the best in the world absolutely fabulous all right well so. maybe i'll maybe i'll cash up you and you can send me a, a sample down here one time next time hey, we talk if, we can if talk i can about figure that. out sure all right my friend listen it was Be lovely well. it was lovely talking to you and yes keep asking questions questions are the best way for us to find out who we really are yes ma'am all right right will do all stay right. safe my friend all right bye -bye. Two, three, one out